only are things a lot more instantaneous, but we are in a generation that is full of quickness and distraction. And what that means is people are numbing themselves and they're impatient. I'm McKinley, that's Kelly, and you're listening to Black and White, the podcast where we talk about shit that isn't always black and white. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, Welcome to back. another episode of Black and White. I think, oh my God, I think that my Facebook marketplace thing just dinged and I cannot have that as we're recording No, this. you cannot have that. But I do need to find the perfect dining table. So I'm like, okay, what am I willing to put up with? Not that. Okay. No dings. There we go. No dings, honey. No dings. No dings. Okay. So guess what I did today? What did you do? I want your take on this. And I kind of have been a little bit obsessed for the past probably 12 hours. <laughs> I <laughs> I um started creating AI photos of myself because I needed a new headshot. Oh, Lord. Oh, I know. Lord. It's so oh, creepy. Gosh. What is your take on this? Because I feel like, I don't know, it's creepy as shit, but it's also really cool. I absolutely hate it. I hate all <laughs> of, I hate AI. I hate it. It freaks me out. I get that it can be like a useful tool. And like, if you need a headshot, like whatever, go get it. Like, you know, I don't know, but it freaks me Whatever, out. go get and it. What's, and what is with the hands? What's with the hands? What do you mean? I feel like AI photos can't figure out hands. Okay, right. I noticed that. It's like, it reminds me of whenever someone tells you if you're having a nightmare to look down at your hands and you'll realize they're not there. Yes. Which first of all is creepy, but also I've noticed that even in the photos that I created, it was like literally just my hands were blobs or I had one Kelly you're gonna love this I had one where my leg was literally over my head like this why I just don't understand you it's, know I just I don't understand the appeal in the same way that I don't understand the appeal of like filters I'm like sure that's a pretty picture but you don't mm. look like that like yeah so why do you care I, I yeah. don't know it's confusing for me yeah, no, totally. Um, so because I've just been like all over the apps, not all over, let's be real. Um, I made <laughs> On a hinge. one very specific app. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not Broadening just on Raya. <laughs> okay. Coming you down to the rest shit. of the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. First of Wait, all, Raya you... is a farce. I've decided. It's like everybody's beautiful and they're like actors. I've seen a lot of big names on Raya and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, did I sign something when I like signed up for the app and like created an account that said that I couldn't disclose those names because <laughs> I've oh, seen well, basketball I've players. Seen Steph, we've, I'm going to disclose. It's Steph, Steph Curry. Wait, Steph no. Curry? No, 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 no. It wasn't Durant. Steph Curry. It was Seven Kevin Durant. <laughs> Steph Curry's definitely married. <laughs> We single-handedly, yeah, his family's beautiful, and we single-handedly ruined his life with our podcast. Oh my no, god, it was that not is... Steph Curry. It was Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> they could not be more opposite. I, I'm dying. 
Um, but, famous basketball players. Yes, I know, but yeah, I have also seen um, musicians that I've shared with you, and I've mm-hmm. like. But anyway, so Raya got old. It's nice for like pretty people. I actually did meet this really cute guy um, that lives in San Antonio. That's like very normal, and we've had a great conversation about brunch, which is the key <laughs> to my heart. The key, because I'll have you know. I was a brunch queen before brunch was even a thing, okay? I'm talking as a child, I would wake up and make my family brunch. I'm not kidding. That's really precious. I believe you. What is there (laughs) to talk about brunch? I feel like you don't talk about brunch. You just brunch. So I... (laughs) (laughs) Brunch is a verb for sure. Brunch is a verb, not a noun. Um... Well, if we're talking verbs, like it's just like talking about running. You know what I mean? Where do you? Go I don't running? talk about running. Oh. I- <laughs> <laughs> like that is that means nothing to me. I've never talked exactly to someone about running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page there. That's for damn sure. I hate running with everything in my being. But, like, um, but favorite yeah, favorite brunch spots like. One of the things that I maybe is on my profile, I can't remember, um, is like to like I think I know on Hinge I have together we could order a sweet and savory entree at brunch and mm. share it basically. So it's always mm. a kind of a conversation starter. That's good. I love a good dating app prompt, but my best self shows up not when I'm answering the dating app prompts. So, when does your best self show up? When I am speaking freely and not having to answer. Ah, uh, I see. I think that's a great answer. That sounds yeah. excellent. Well, thank you. You actually, I think you're the queen of dating app prompt. I'm responses. so over dating apps at the moment. I feel very. We just, all are. Yeah, but I'm not on them. You're still on them. Wait, you aren't? No. When I mean, was your departure? Well, I mean, I still, like, have an account. I just don't <laughs> open it. <laughs> I'm not said, active. I'm not active, but when the pussy wants what the pussy wants, the pussy gets what the pussy wants. Okay. All right. I guess we're going to go here. Vibrators. Like, we, I can get what I want whenever I want. You okay. know what I mean? No, I I'm don't so happy. I feel the need to like go out and like find that. I'm like, I can take care of myself. Okay, here's the thing. This is something that I've actually been thinking a lot about because I have a collection of vibrators, right? And <laughs> frankly, I would love to display them through my home. That um, is so weird. <laughs> Please don't. Not do like, that. oh my God. Okay. Okay. Let me rewind. When Please. I say that, I mean, I went to, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's like, um, I feel like calling it a sex shop does not do it justice. It's like a sex education and store, such sex education store and boutique. No, one in San Antonio. Oh, and okay. that's cool. Yeah, and like I walked in there. You can walk in there. There's like lingerie. There's like really kitschy cards, toys, everything. It's super fun, and it's like very festive when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have their vibrators literally in glass cases. And when I say that they are beautifully just like positioned, 
on like little stands. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, so they're colorful. Very cute. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I want to mimic that. I feel like somehow if you could. Have you seen the show How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix? Oh my god, yes. I think you like, introduced me to it. I probably did. I was obsessed with it. I'm like, yeah, this it's is amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, but wait, I feel like everybody doesn't that have would a be... sex room. Yeah. No, they don't, but they should. And I feel like that is where you could display your vibrators in the glass box. That's okay, That would yeah. be an appropriate placement. In your living room, like your entryway table, like absolutely oh. not. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like you're describing them like, like vibrators, like chapstick. Like I have my purse <laughs> chapstick and I have my desk <laughs> chapstick and my bed chapstick. <laughs> Like you're just scattering them around your house. Of course. <laughs> like a chapstick. I have my car chapstick, you know? Exactly. My travel chapstick. You never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> okay. There's been a lot of conversation around like travel vibrators. And for the longest, did you love how I did that? Yes. For the longest oh, time, <laughs> the hand motions. For the longest time, I, um, I never traveled with a vibrator, but mm-hmm. you know, as I like go on these work trips, um, I really hope no one that I work with is listening to this. Um, but <laughs> as I go on these like work trips, I'm like, fuck. And like, I am not a pilgrim. I'm not using my fingers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's 2023 more power to you. If you want to go, you know, all old school, but that is not where I'm at. Like I need like never, never, never. Um, almost never. If I am like really desperate and I'm like in the shower or something, maybe, but it is so Mm. unlikely. It's Mm. so unlikely. Like my fingers can't move fast enough. Yeah. It's hard to compete with a vibrator. Right. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I, um, I love vibrators. I just remember like in my marriage being banished from them, Mm. which is so funny because I don't think it was like an insecurity thing on his part I think it was like the church and like what they had ingrained into our mind of this is like masturbation is a sin it's like are you fucking kidding I'm a human okay yeah there's one thing that most actually no I would say all humans share and it isn't necessarily like a sex drive or um you know in that sense but it's more like the ability for sex all yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here. God, a woman well, has needs. I Jesus. do feel like it's interesting that we're talking about this because I feel like you lean more like hypersexual and I lean yeah. more like hyposexual. <laughs> like <laughs> if that's is not that a like phrase? reflective. Yes, it is. No, it is. Oh, good. But it's like okay. if that's not reflective of just who we are as people, I don't know what is. You think it is reflective of who we are? Because I don't like I would mm, I don't know. This is this is confusing territory to navigate. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, cause I feel like I would like to be more sexual of a person. And I think at my best, I am more sexual. Um, but when I am like, I know I have, (laughs) but when I'm feeling like triggered or stressed or just overwhelmed by the world, like I tend to pull away from that versus Mm. leaning into it. And I think a lot of people lean into it, but when I'm stressed, it's very hard to engage in sex. Like even just like with myself, um, Like, I really have to be in, like, a place of, like, calmness to appreciate it. 
Right, right. Well, earlier you were talking about like the idea that we don't necessarily need like a human body attached yeah. to the appendage, you know, that yeah. we're after. But I honestly, Kelly, and like I don't say this to like be a killjoy or a Debbie Downer or anything because it's like kind of sad and intimate. I'm like kind of over it. I think that it's, you know, like just like turning to vibrators for like to fulfill any desire that I have. Oh, I am not even a little bit over it. I am just getting started. (laughs) I'm dying. I love that so much. No, I was just saying like, I feel like, um, I don't want to say a void. I don't think I'm operating out of a place of like void or, um, have not, if you will. I just am at the point where I'm like, okay, love a vibrator. It gets the job done. But I think that I, I want like the human at the other end of, of things. Sure. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. The but, human at the other end of things can also make it, <laughs> I was going to say messy, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. But truly, yeah. just like the emotional complication of it. But mm-hmm. okay, when did you, so you said vibrators were like a no for you in your marriage. When mm-hmm. did you first get your first vibrator? when my ex and I separated (laughs) (laughs) literally like we had a super healthy sex life I mean I think you almost Mm -hmm. have to be being married to me but um literally I just remember like we had separated and I was like fuck this and Mm. I had ordered one before um and I had gotten mad at him I think one day and I ordered one (laughs) despite him yeah good for you look we've all grown no that was not good it's not helpful at all well it's Um, not helpful that he's banning vibrators that's not helping anyone I know but you know what I think that if you would go to him today he would say in his defense frankly because he's not here to defend himself I think he would say um yeah that was stupid like knowing what I know of him now I think he's like moved on from that so yeah 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 Mm. yeah I want I don't god Kelly I have not had sex in so long I'm actually dying and I don't I don't feel like inclined to go get my vibrator though it's like I want a connection and I think that Mm. I'm what is the type of like sexuality where you're attracted to someone's like like I almost said innermost being. And I was like, no, I don't think that's what I meant. Mind? mind? Like their mind, their intelligence, their like little tendency. I don't know. I just am like, I feel like I'm you very much that a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Because like I, I appreciate sex and enjoy like an emotional connection with someone, but I don't want to be in a relationship right now at all. Yeah. And I feel like you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do because after getting over all of the, like the shit that I've been through literally. Okay. And I, this is not a flex. This is just the reality of it all. I'm just thinking about like, let's, let's hear your flex. (laughs) I'm on Raya. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What she got this time. Oh my God. I can't. So my, (laughs) (laughs) so I was gonna say like the idea like okay so 
the man that flew across the world to visit me last mm-hmm. summer. The one wow. that was okay. Listen, wow. <laughs> shut up, damn it. Okay, um, the man that flew across the world to visit you, yes, as the one does. X that I got from him. Oh, oh my god! It was like I was like, oh, it was every single fucking thing. It got, and mm. here's the thing, Cal. I I think I told you this story. He was staying with me. He was in my house. We had Why this did you thing let him in your house because I was like swept up in this whirlwind Italian fantasy. Can you start then, over? How did you meet this Italian man that ended up flying across the world to see you? <laughs> I feel like we need some context here. In Italy, I met him in Italy, and That's kind of I was a flex on. Too. But okay, Kelly, then stop <laughs> setting me up for flexes. God damn okay. it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm just giving you shit always. Um, <laughs> so I was in Italy for a wedding, dear friends of mine. It was like the most beautiful time. And I got on Bumble mm-hmm. because Italian men, hello, um, who I found have like a really intense affinity for black women. And I will always always interesting yeah it's the most incredible thing well until it wasn't (laughs) so basically i uh, got on bumble like you know the i think it was like during the rehearsal dinner we all got super drunk like wine drunk of course and um i was like i'm gonna make a bumble i'm gonna hook up with an italian man while i'm here and i was like as though you (laughs) can't just like walk outside literally put your hand up and they will come like running like i'm not even kidding they're insane in the best way um but i met him on bumble he was so normal he was so kind um he was an engineer so we like worked in the same like you know industry and what have you and i was like oh this is great he's normal he became obsessed Mm. we're talking we i started holding conversations when he came to visit, somebody else would be talking in like a group setting and he would be staring at me. We would be sitting on my couch watching a movie and I would be intently watching the movie as one <laughs> does when they sit down to watch a movie and he would just <laughs> stare at me. Um, and then it got to the point where he started like involving my friends and that's where I was like, fuck no, absolutely not. And then I ended up blocking him and he was like, I'm sorry if I caused any this or any that and blah, blah, blah. And, it was just a mess. Um, and then he ended up, you know, we kind of had like a pseudo breakup question mark in the middle of his trip. He was literally here for like 10 days or in Denver for 10 days. And the beginning of it was fine until like, he would literally, like I was working in that time. I'd taken a couple of days off, but was mostly working. He would like follow me around the house. It's like like my dog. (laughs) I was about to say like a puppy. It's not cute. You know, mm. and like in group settings, I'm telling you, he would just stare at me and like, I mean, he, Italian was obviously his first language, but he spoke great English, you know, mm. but was also just like really reserved in a way where it's like, you're clearly lacking in self-confidence. It's not just that you're shy. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. So yeah. yeah, we went on a double date too, and it was just a shit show and he didn't even finish his fucking wine after dinner. <laughs> I was like aren't you Italian? Is that an ick for you? 
It was in the moment, honey. Let me tell you. But the other <laughs> icks, like, he had to – he, like, asked me to go down on him. I'm like, look, if I'm not doing – I will literally – I was about to say go down on anyone. That is a lie. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, wow. I – love sucking dick okay obviously when it's welcome and consensual let me just say but aside from that like don't ask me because I'm mm. gonna do it if I wanted if I want to do it and the vibe is right I will do it but he like would ask and I would be like but he wouldn't be straightforward about it it was just icky all around icks and like this is so mean but I'm just gonna say it he <laughs> brought these like little travel slippers <laughs> love it that just gave like he just went up in my head <laughs> oh my god no the, like the ones that you can buy like hotel slippers but like not nice ones like, like the they were the ones that you can they weren't fuzzy there was zero fuzz you gotta have fuzzies. Um, and he would walk around my house in them and here's the thing i'm a slipper gal okay like i will make my slippers are always nearby when i'm sitting in my house like love that but it just, I don't know why it gave me the ick. And I think that, you know, he hadn't really set himself up for success in my eyes, you know, but he whipped because those out of, of his slippers. No, like previous behavior. And then ah. he pulled out the slippers and I was like, oh no. Mm. Oh no, this is the cherry on top. Mm. Anyway, that's my ick. What about yours? I really want to know because you've been like kind of seeing people. Like, do you, what is your timeline for an ick? Mm, I feel like it happens very quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm big about, like, hygiene. Like, the oh, first yeah. thing that comes to mind is, like, dirty fingernails. It's like, <gasps> uh, like, showing up to a date with, like, dirty fingernails. That freaks me out. Stop it. Oh, my but God. I don't, like, particularly have the best hygiene. <laughs> but yes, I, do. like... I mean, it's okay. Like, it's decent. But I want a man to have, like, better hygiene than me. And I think that they should because they're gross. Well, good luck. If you find one, you let me know because maybe he <laughs> has a brother. I have one. <laughs> oh, God, Travis is great Jesus. hygiene. Poor Travis. He's going to hate me talking about him on here. <laughs> I feel like he's just, like, he's probably going to be a little bit flattered, though. You know? Yeah, I feel like I have nice things to say about him. Like, he has good hygiene, yeah. Trav. Thank you. It's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> you have good hygiene. It just, you know, ended in divorce. <laughs> Is that sad? Hygiene, okay, I'm like, are we? Hygiene can't fix everything, okay? Hygiene can't, <laughs> can't fix. I was going to say stupid, but that doesn't, that's not That does relevant. not apply anyway, No. It doesn't. Um. Anyway, yeah, no, icks are very real. And I think that, like, as I get back into dating, I'll sit, you know, across from a table on a dinner date, let's say. And I swear to God, like, if you grab the fork wrong, this is obviously hypothetical, but if you grab the fork wrong, I'm going to be like, bro, get it together. Like, what are you, why are you really? eating like that? Or if you smack, or if you, <laughs> this is so niche, if you, hold the wine glass by the stem and they insist <laughs> that that's the right way, which here's the thing. If you, there's ways to drink wine. I could talk about that all day long, but it just, I don't know. There's everything gives me an ick. I think men just give me an ick. And if you 
get past like the ick stage with me, congratulations because you've really you've made it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm I think I'm pretty chill about icks. I'm trying to think like I can't think of like the last ick that I've like had. It's more of a vibe. I'm like you need to be able to hold a conversation. There needs to be able to be like good banter. If that's not there then like the icks come out really quick. But like if you can like make me laugh and hold a conversation and and make you come, you know. Yes, then like maybe. I can oversee a multitude of icks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that you get to a point with a person, if you really care about them, you look, you're willing to look past a lot of like little things. It's like the ultimate, I think, bargaining, frankly. It's like we all are going to be flawed in some way. Mm. And there's always going to be something that, especially a man, <laughs> that, you know, like, like aggravates you. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of like, oh, do I like this person enough to look past it? Blah, 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 blah. And... Yeah, um, because of my my tendencies to find X very quickly, I'm like, if I like you, you must be doing, you must be, if, you know, God's chosen. I don't know. Like, yeah. I am just, like the ick police. You're looking at her. Mm. Good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Cal, look, they're lining up outside my front door. I see them. Like, I see like, them. You- yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, the ick. I'm like trying to think of like my own icks. I don't know what they would be though. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm sure you have none. <laughs> like myself. We have no icks here. We have no We're ick. perfect creatures. The ick police can't have icks. Okay, mm-hmm. let me tell you. <laughs> oh my God. I just can't. I will never get over the slippers. I just, yeah. I, I like the slippers. I think that was very courteous. Maybe he has gross feet. Like what are his feet like? That is an ick. Like gross toenails, apparently fingernails, toenails. Like just I mean, that's disgusting. Check. Yeah, I feel like for me that goes past icky. It it literally is like just why are you either if you're not doing manual labor, especially like why are you a degenerate with gross nails? Like I don't literally know. just bathe. It's hard. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! No. Some of us are out here living with undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> Well, some of us are out here living with very, very into diagnoses, <laughs> ADHD diagnoses. And uh, that is, yeah, what plagues me every day. Dude, okay, my libido and how different it is when I'm medicated versus not is actually the biggest, like, <laughs> my biggest ick. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's stressful. But what's a gal to do? What is a gal to do? Gotta outweigh well, the pros and cons. <laughs> exactly. It's the bargaining that we just talked about, like, right? I may not want to have sex, but I don't want to myself. So that's a win. Ah, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> you don't want to unalive yourself. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> oh, Bummer. Jesus. Um. With that, I am so, so excited to welcome our guest for this week. 
She is a 500 hour internationally certified relationship energy healer that uses subconscious energy, cleansing, ancestral archetype awareness, and astrology to reveal the who, the what, and the why behind what you attract to naturally magnetize aligned, secure, and vibrant relationships in every area of your life. And folks, we're not talking about just romantic relationships. We're talking about platonic relationships, but also, um, you know, the relationships that acknowledge your inner self. Um, Our guest this week aims to inspire you to embrace all of your parts and to truly enjoy living, to make healing, evolving, and elevating yourself personally exciting and fun. Welcome to Black and White, Alexia Sateris. Alexia, we're so excited to have you. Yay! Welcome, Alexia. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so today, obviously, you know, we're talking about dating. And here's the thing, if I may say... It's we don't not. know what we're doing. McKinley <laughs> and I need help. We need to bring in an expert. Please teach us. Exactly. Exactly. We are fucked. And like, honestly, Kelly, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think at this point, like, we're just ready to date one another, maybe platonically. But like, mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So SOS would love wow. to hear, you know, kind of maybe we'll start with like how you got started with everything that you're doing maybe share a little bit more about your work and mm-hmm. then we absolutely want to hear all of the advice that you can give us. So, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. No, I, I understand because I used to feel the exact same way about um, dating for sure. Um, and it can be frustrating. It definitely can. Um, because, oh, yeah, it's all an energetic thing really. Um, so the way that I got started in this work is honestly, I just would attract a lot of like karmic partnerships, which karmic partnerships, if you're not familiar, have to do with like relationships that may have existed in a past lifetime or things like that, or just like really strong connections. And I thought I was crazy and dramatic. Wait, is that another way of saying like fuck boys? No, okay. <laughs> I mean, some people do say so. Some people do say so, but it's like when you meet those people and you think you've known, like when you meet someone and you feel like you've known them like Mm, your whole life, you know? And at first I was like, am I dramatic? Like, I was like, I'm so dramatic, but I would meet people that like, like I would have like those once in a lifetime connections with someone, but then like I've had multiple, like I remember the first one that I had, he's definitely one of the most important relationships that I've had. And he's the one who kind of spurred everything that, that encouraged me to go into more of this healing work. Um, but then like I met someone else that wasn't necessarily to that same level, but was pretty close. And then I met another one and another <laughs> one. And I realized that, and I was like, what? I was like, am I just extremely dramatic? And not to say that this is all due to this. But what's interesting is that when I looked into my birth chart, I don't remember if we mentioned it, but I do incorporate astrology into my work. My, um, the house of my, like the space in my birth chart that talks, sheds light on my relationships, unions, partnerships, marriages is in Scorpio. And my North node, which is this lifetime's purpose is in that house. So what I gather from that as an astrologer is I will have um, multiple really, really deep partnerships and like resolving a lot of like karmic 
bonds and stuff. So like my relationships are not going to be that light on the surface. Mine are going to like go extremely deep. So um, it's, I could be dramatic and there's astrological like backing as to what supports that. So, um, so it, it, it makes sense when I analyze it. And so, um, what's also interesting is that my, my chart definitely the way that it's all set up, it, it shows that I should probably be teaching people in their relationships. And what's even funnier is I came to that conclusion intuitively before I even got into my own chart and started incorporating astrology into my work. So it's cool. Cause it all aligns. It seems like I'm in the right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. It seems like I'm in the right uh, avenue, the right setting. Um, but you know what's what's really cool is the way that it all marries together. As far as <laughs> Mary, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> the way that it all marries together <laughs> is um, is that like when I went through like my first like really really difficult breakup with that one karmic partner that I was mentioned just a few minutes ago. Um, that was really what spurred what I thought was like life, my body, all these things rejecting me in quotes. Um, but it was actually everything falling apart, like almost like breaking down. Like I see like right now, like Phoenix rising from the ashes. It almost feels like everything had to burn through the current coal of my life. Like I'm thinking of a big hookah coal and then you kind of tap the coal and you shake it out and then the fiery coal comes through. Oh my God, not a hookah coal. Cause I wasn't meant to- <laughs> You what know, a throwback. <laughs> right? When was the last time you smoked hookah? I'm like, last week. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Honestly, <laughs> February. No, I remember it. <laughs> I love a hookah. I rarely smoke it, though, but I – I miss when hookah I do, days. Yeah. My God. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes no. sense. That makes perfect sense. So, yeah. So, it was like that breakup was what um, spurred a whole slew of, like, digestive issues, mysterious weight gain, um, skin irritations and rashes, Um like just crazy stuff and extreme uh, hyper independence. And that totally, I'll say that fucked a lot of my relationships because I was not um, ready to let anybody in. But in my mind, I thought I was open. I thought I was out there. I thought that like my vibrant personality was like enough, but my energy was scared and my energy wasn't trusting. And the, the way that my relationships were reflecting back to me were, it was, it was right in line. It was because I was giving out a specific energy and it was being reflected back to me. And I really thought men sucked. I thought dating sucked. I thought everything was fucked. And it wasn't. I just had to go deeper and I had to get to that point. I had to get to the point where, you know, my body completely changed so that I wouldn't rely on my looks for my confidence, so that I wouldn't um, rely on a relationship for stability and safety. Um, like It's funny because all the things that helped me love myself fell away and got really fucked so that I could actually love myself, not love myself through these external sources and constantly changing factors and how to use all the things that are constantly changing to learn more about myself. Because yeah. Yeah, what I realized and what is true is that all of your relationships do reflect mm-hmm. your relationship with yourself. So if you feel like dating sucks, if you feel like all of it sucks, it's because your intimate relationships will reflect some of the deepest pains and and parts of yourself. So relationships, it's funny because a lot of conditioning tells us that relationships are supposed to be like happy and joyous and whatever, and they they will be and they can be and they should be fulfilling yeah, and lovely. Yeah. Um, but the reality is like an actual deep 
partnership is meant to help you grow and a relationship is only there for self-mastery, honestly. So if you want to continue to make it about the other person, you totally can, but that's why a lot of people are dissatisfied in their relationships because they're not going within themselves. So what does that look like, like, you know, in a perfect, um, I want to say a perfect world, but I don't think that we necessarily need a perfect world to find um, a healthy relationship. Quote me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like, what does that look like? You know, from a healthy perspective, like you have done the work, you are looking deep within yourself um, and you maybe are Mm -hmm. on the hunt for a relationship. Am I asking for no, I'm asking for a friend entirely right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase it. So what I'm asking is when you are um, satisfied with yourself, when mm. you are in a place where, you know, acknowledging the reality that our relationships are most intimate relationships do reflect how we feel about ourselves. Mm. Um, what does that look like? In health, what does that look like? In health, yeah. I mean, well, genuinely, it's ever-evolving because we are not – and this is what's interesting is I feel like sometimes we people will go into healing or they'll come to me to be like, help me fix this. And it's like mm. you will get tools. Like you can't ever – like like I said, you're always going to be growing and evolving. Life is always going to be changing. Like earth never stops spinning on its axis. We never get to a point where we're like, you know, yes, I have done the work, but I, and I also continue to do the work, you know? So my relationships will, um, still come up and serve me like the hardest challenges. Like definitely they're still going to serve you harder challenges, but what is going to change the, the better you get with yourself is that you're the, the idea is to accept the darkest parts of yourself and to not fear the pain. So it doesn't mean that it's not going to be painful. And it doesn't mean that you're going to always like every part of yourself. It's almost like the acceptance of yourself doesn't mean that you love every single part of yourself, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't mean that you like, like, for example, something that I have struggled <laughs> with is like, I have like a very quick and fiery temper. Sometimes it's, it's gotten a lot better the more that I've loved myself, but I still can't get, relate. <laughs> I know, right? I, we both have Aries. So, you know, something like I don't always love the way that I react when I get angry. I don't always love it. But I know that I love myself regardless of how I react. Like sometimes I get angry and sometimes I fuck up. I love myself not in spite of it, but because of it, you know, because if I didn't fuck up, if I didn't have relationships that cause pain, I wouldn't be growing and I wouldn't be learning about myself. So it's kind of a shift on how you feel about it, because what I find is that when people feel empowered and I'll speak for myself too, because I feel empowered in the tools that I have to actually process emotions through the body and understand it on a conscious level, um, as well. So it's like both conscious and subconscious awareness. Um, it doesn't mean it's always going to be fun or easy, but I feel really empowered because I know that I have tools to help me work through it. So it still gets messy, you know, but it's like, I've got myself through it, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's like an ebb and flow. It's like knowing that you have a solid container to hold the water, you know, because the water's going to flow. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that you used um, the phrase, like, it's still gets messy <laughs> because, Cal, you and I were talking about, like, the idea of just relationships generally and 
well, frankly, we were talking about vibrators. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we were talking about how, like, the difference between, like, you know, simply pleasing yourself with a vibrator versus, like, a penis, <laughs> you know, that's an appendage that's attached to, like, another human. And she goes, well, when another human is involved, like, it gets messy. But I also, like... I may I'm probably like being a little bit hypocritical when I say this but I just feel like it's like oh we are human whenever (laughs) humans are involved it's going to be messy but is that not the beauty of it all Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and again I need both of you to remind me of this when I'm pissy about (laughs) some sort of dynamic with another person whether it be a man or at work or with my family or whatever Mm -hmm. even myself it's like oh when humans are involved inevitably I think it's going to be messy to some degree, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. But let's talk about how we like apply that to dating because mm-hmm. as we have made very clear, um, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Apply it to dating. If you say <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. If you say so, you're learning. <laughs> you're learning. We are right. learning. We're <laughs> right, but we this. still don't know. <laughs> Right. Like, could I write a novel about it or like a self-help book? No, I couldn't. <laughs> it's okay. We don't all need to. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's yeah, 100%. There's plenty out there. There's plenty out there. So, okay. If we're thinking about just dating, you know, over the span of, of time and maybe like we're looking at dating, you know, generationally or whatever, can we just think about the idea that it started as like courtship? And this is so mm-hmm. stupid and maybe a little bit cheesy, but I think about like the 1950s where, let's just be real, people of color didn't have rights, which mm-hmm. is so, I feel silly even like acknowledging it that way. And so I think that like within, you know, uh, black, brown, and white communities, like dating probably looked very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it was probably also a time where, it maybe looked the most similar amongst those communities, you know, like there was a lot of um, just like conservative ideals that were adopted. Like it was like courtship, you know what I mean? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it started. And now dating is, is just like very muddied water, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, how did we get here? Basically, I would love your take on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did we get here? I mean, that's a great question. Um, there is something about... And yes, I know you're not like psychic, you know, so... <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not, you know, not necessarily a historian, nor am I... I mean, I am psychic in some ways, but like, in, yeah. That's a great question. But you know what? I, what is interesting is that we have... What I believe, what my theory is, is that we now have access to a lot of things to... Not only are we moving at a quicker pace... Um, no, like not only are things a lot more instantaneous, but we are in a generation that is full of quickness and distraction. And what that means is people are numbing themselves and they're impatient. And so they want the satisfaction right away. Whereas back then people had more patience because life, humans were not built with patience. We are here to build it. And so it's like, just like, um, you know, a muscle that's not used will atrophy. If we aren't using a muscle to build our patients, like we are going to want instant gratification because human humanness like wants that dopamine hit. Okay. You guys, we just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting the podcast. Black and white would be nothing without the support from our listeners, our friends, our family, and the rest of the podcasting community. So thank you. 
Um, and let's get back into it. Well, I think what we were saying, if I remember correctly, is we were talking about the evolution of how it went from courtship to modern dating. And I, I was saying how, like, you know, we have so many distractions. We have a fast moving society and we have loads of access to dopamine and like tons of people that we are less connected with ourselves and therefore less connected to each other. Therefore, we're searching for the next hit of dopamine and dating has come become more like, um, more like a drug because we are so disconnected with ourselves and our emotions and the quality, like, so they've actually done studies. This is funny. This has come up for me that did not come up the first time. They've done studies at like Harvard and things like that, that, that say the, one of the most important factors in determining your um, health physically actually goes beyond like what they typically say about like diet exercise. It's the quality of your relationships. And that actually influences a lot of your health. And I definitely can see that as someone who works with people in their relations by um, sifting through deep subconscious bodily energy. Because um, your body will hold and store emotions. And when they're not tended to, when they're not processed, they they'll become trapped and different various health issues come about because your body will eventually speak to you and say, Hey, you need to pay attention to us. So the health of your relationships is actually extremely important, not only for your mental health, but also your physical health. Um, and I do believe that with as quick as our society is and as numb as we are, um, this is why we are dealing with a lot of like strange chronic health issues, a lot of depression, a lot of mental health, because we're not actually fully and deeply connected to ourselves. And therefore we cannot connect that deeply with anybody else. And our mm. bodies and our souls are feeling a lack in that. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say. Yeah. I really... I really resonate with that. My so I have had like quite a journey with mental illness. With I've been diagnosed with depression, generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, and I feel like in my healing journey, I have realized that my mental illness has been a disconnection from myself. And it has I'm like coming back to myself and getting to know myself really for the first time and just sitting there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um but it's interesting because I feel like as we're talking yeah. about relationships, uh, we're talking about like the self and that's very much where I am right now is like mm-hmm. getting to know myself and that's where I want to be going into a relationship. So like when we are in that season mm-hmm. of getting to know ourselves, like how do we do that? How do we date ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. So, I mean, thank you for sharing that because yeah, like, I mean, Oh, it just sounds like there's obviously obviously been a lot for you to like sift through and go through. Um, and that's really awesome that you've been able to like work with yourself and that you were conscious enough to like really go deeper and like really take that journey to know yourself better because that's that's a really big deal. Um, so yeah, how do we get to know ourselves better? I mean, really, and this is exactly why when I work with people, we we focus on so many different things on understanding things consciously, of course. 
Um, but we always, the basis of everything is to go back into the body to actually regulate the nervous system when we're feeling triggered to like go like, honestly, oftentimes we think of this healing journey and like, it's like, cause people want to go on a healing journey cause they want to feel better. What they don't realize is that going on a healing journey when you're actually going deeper, not just spiritually bypassing, which is a whole other mm. thing when you're actually going deeper, <laughs> it's not that it's that you are able to support yourself through the dark times. In fact, like I actually did not experience anxiety as strongly as I do now. Now that I've done some deep work, now I feel anxiety on a whole nother level. The difference is I'm able to address it and I understand my body and I understand myself. So because that's true, I set boundaries better because my body, like I'm so in tune with my body that my body, like when I feel it and when I know it, I can't not honor that feeling. So I know Mm -hmm. when I'm like, okay, this is a relationship that I need to either set a boundary or walk away from or something like that. But your relationship with yourself, the, the main thing is knowing that so that you can approach other relationships in a way that really supports you and supports your energy and supports you going through processes of being triggered because we're not going to get deeper unless we're triggered. So it's not a removal of the trigger. Like that's another thing about like improving your relationship with yourself. Um, I think sometimes people get really um, annoyed because they're still getting triggered or, you know, whatever they think they're like, why am I not better yet? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're still going to get triggered. It's how do you react in the trigger? If you're still getting all bent out of shape about a trigger, you're not fully accepting yourself. The other part is fully like practicing enjoyment. And so like creating specific and intentional time for yourself, that's not just holding up and hermiting. But that is actively saying like, oh, I want to schedule this time for myself. I'm going to take time. I'm going to do something fun for myself today. I'm going to go spend some time outside. I'm going to actively enjoy my time with me because I'm fucking awesome, <laughs> you know? And then being like, you know, and, and it's like, you know what? If I don't even know that I'm fucking awesome, if I'm like, if, if you don't genuinely feel that way, it's like, well, get curious, find out like, okay, like. How can you, like, when you're, when you are actively enjoying your time with yourself, you say, Hey, I'm good. I'm happy. Life is exciting. I'm curious. Even if I don't fully know myself, because that's the other thing is you're never going to fully know yourself because you are growing and evolving constantly. So it's not about knowing yourself. It's the practice of knowing yourself. And so how do you know yourself? You spend quality time with yourself. And, um, And so when you can do that, you're sending out the energy of, hey, I really enjoy myself and I enjoy my time and I value myself. And that naturally is going to, that's going to be a whole different vibration than waiting for someone else to enjoy time with. And when you're sending out that vibration, you're going to draw in someone else that is either practicing those things as well, or if they're not, they're coming to you so that you can love yourself even more and even better. Because it's kind of like life will serve you. What's really cool is like life will serve you with things, especially when you're going on this journey of evolution. Like you'll have time to heal and take by yourself. And then life is going to serve you with relationships to say, okay, you said you're ready for a supportive relationship. Let's bring you an unsupportive relationship. Mm. Let's see how, let's see how you react. And it's important to say that even if you go in the old, in, in an old pattern and you're like, oh, fuck why did I do that again? You did that so that you would gain even more awareness, you know? So we're just always practicing. 
you know? So anyway, so actively enjoying your time with yourself so that you continuously value that because you're not going to then, when you really value your time by yourself, you're not going to be with someone who downgrades the time you not only enjoy with yourself, but that you share with another person. When you value yourself more, you're going to value who you're sharing your time with a lot more. And so it's like, you'll, you'll be served with lots of tests and you'll say like, okay, how, how, how did I do? And it's not a pass or fail. It's like, okay, if you did something that didn't make you feel so great or, or made you feel icky or whatever, it's like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. I feel that. I see that. My body's saying, Hey, we don't like this. You know, we don't like this. It's, it's your job to, to patch that up, to patch that up. That's it. You know, and sometimes that takes time. Our insight is instant, but it's it's practicing that rewiring of the neural pathways, the bodily emotions. And uh, so anyway, it's really actively enjoying that process with yourself and like getting to know yourself oh. and being curious consistently. Okay, I have a question. You mentioned yeah. um, not hermiting. I am the mm. queen of hermiting. <laughs> I am really enjoying getting to know myself <laughs> truly, but it's much more comfortable for me, like in my home, in my safe space. Like it's harder for me to get to know myself out in the world. How would you, mm -hmm. like, do you have any advice for that? Yeah, no, I <laughs> I get you. I get you. Cause I love that too. Um, you know, as far as like, I have, <laughs> It's just so funny. I definitely love like my time just like in a cozy blanket on the couch with my tea, like whatever. Um, what I would say is there's a time when your body needs rest to sleep and there's a time when your body um, wants to actually replenish its energy. Do you know what I mean? There's a time when your computer needs to like stop being used because it's overheated and then there's a time for it to be charged if that mm. makes sense like so that's kind of like the little bit of difference so if the way that you build up your energy is to like be in your home that's like so cool and totally fine but it's like how can we almost like romanticize that you know like instead of just being like dead to the world you know make it something like fun okay I'm gonna have my time by myself at home mm. I'm going to wear like my fuzzy slippers that I like or I'm going to like you know, set the lighting in a certain way. You know, like set up like a date at home for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it sounds like it's almost, it's about just being intentional. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as much as I, like there's, I so, so love hearing all of this. And I think that every practice that you've mentioned, Alexia, is so helpful. But I also want to acknowledge like, I don't fucking know how to do that. I don't know what that looks like. And I think I, it's a constant like learning mm -hmm. um, process being like post-divorce, like I mentioned, like mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's going to be two years in August, right? Since I got divorced and I feel like having to, or not even having to, having the privilege of getting to reinvent yourself or mm -hmm. um, getting to know yourself like in a different light, you know, all of these things, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier said than done. And there's no manual, right? Like there's no, no there is not like surefire way. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that Kelly, you can speak to this, but like, what, like I, and I, here's the mm -hmm. thing. I'm not, I'm not coming to you asking like, how do you do this? Right. Yeah, but I, I feel am. like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I think personally for me, mm-hmm. there have been times where I didn't think that I was going right. to make it to point B or whatever, you know? Um, I think that having to reinvent yourself in a mm. sense is like I said, so much easier said than done. Cause it's like, okay, you've been with this person. This person is in your space, in your life, in your head, in your mm-hmm. heart, in all that you do. Um, mm-hmm. And so while I, I hear what you're saying and it makes perfect sense to me, it's like to put it into practice, mm-hmm. having gone through all of that, it's hard, right. you know? And I think, you know, the first maybe step to, to healing or to reconciliation is acknowledging, oh shit, like this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like you had a spouse and now you don't, and it's you, yeah. again, you know, mm-hmm. like, first of all, how the fuck do you cook for one person? Unless you're making a bowl of craft macaroni and cheese, which I'm not making a bowl of craft macaroni and cheese. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Well, I love craft well, macaroni and cheese. I know. Right. Sometimes it's, Sometimes that's healing the inner child. So anyway, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? That'll be the next. Episode. I love. I know. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. Like because you're you're so right. Like, well, you know what? If there was a manual, people wouldn't actually be connecting with themselves. You know what I mean? And that's what people hate. That's what people <laughs> hate about. Like, you know. And especially, it's so funny. It's so funny, McKinley, because I work with um one of like my longest clients that I've had is a strong Aries as well. And she's kind of the same way. She's like, "Ah, no, like, tell me what to do. Like, wait, I want it to be easy. Like, you know, like in the Aries is instant. Like they want like the things right. You know what I say more than anything lately work smarter, not harder. Like (laughs) I need, you know, some sort of like fix. Yeah. Right. See, and it's like, because it's that expectation that like, Oh, it's going to be, it's like a constant practice. So if you think that like, (laughs) if anybody thinks that I am like just flowing and going all the time, I'm not. But it's because I'm diligent about my practice of knowing myself that like when I have hard moments or when I have moments that I do feel disconnected from myself, I'm very honest with myself. Okay, what am I doing? Like, it, it always comes back to you. So I totally, like, I totally can um, hear what you're saying. I don't fully understand because I am not post-divorce. And, yeah, I don't know that. But what I can say is that regardless of whatever the discomfort is, um, you don't have to figure it out and you don't necessarily – have to know how you just have to be present with it. And something that really helps me when I'm struggling with that is saying, okay, right now I'm struggling with whatever I like, I literally tell myself, I'm like, it's okay. Alexia. I love you. It's okay. I literally talk mm-hmm. to myself like a child because it is my child. Oh my gosh. I have started giving myself pep talks like out loud and it actually helps. Yes. yes. I'll sit in my car Absolutely. and be like, I'll be like, Kelly, look at you go. You are doing such a good job. Like I literally will say that out loud to myself. (laughs) Yes. It's so sweet. Exactly. And that is such a good practice. Like, you know, because that's really what it is. When we're feeling emotions like that, we are feeling things like it's just pressing a wound that happened 
when we were kids, we were, we were fully cooked just about at age seven or eight and everything else that happened after that, there are new traumatic experiences, of course. Um, yet fears, fears, it all comes down to fear and pain. It's pretty simple fear of being alone and, um, fear of being left abandoned. It's all really fear of being alone and fear of like dying. That's literally the two main fears. And so what, how that shows up in emotions is varying levels of different things. But when it comes down to the core fears, it's those two things. Um, so that to say, um, when we are really present with ourselves, like I, that's what I, I give myself my little like love. I'm like, honey, let's see. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. And then I'm like, okay, what do you want to do right now, Alexia? Because I always, like, I thought myself, I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, you want to, you want to go call your ex? You want to go whatever? You want to go this and that? You want to do whatever it is? You want to go scroll your phone? Like, okay, fine, fine. If you choose to do that, that's fine. But what are you choosing right now? When I choose to ignore it right now, I'm saying, I know, like, I'm telling my, I'm telling my life, my energy, I'm telling my higher self, the things that are coming to me to try to help me, everything. And what you realize, like in life, you'll realize that everything comes to you to try to heal you. I really, truly believe that life, even though it doesn't look pretty and it's not perfect and it's not easy and it can be very, very painful. Um, it is all coming to you to increase your sensitivity so that if, when you can love yourself at your most sensitive, most vulnerable, most like smallest feeling self, you have the deepest love for yourself. So life will do that so that you can increase your love. So I ask myself, if I do the things that I want to do instinctually to numb, am I prolonging the process? Am I saying life, you brought me an opportunity to love myself and know myself better, but I'm pushing that away because I'm going to tell you, I'm not actually ready for that. So then I ask myself, it's going to like, do you want that? Or do you want it to suck right now? Do you want to sit there and prove to yourself that you can do this, that you are, you are okay, even when it feels like absolute shit. And when I do that, I know that I'm building capacity. Like I'm building capacity because the less power that that emotion or that hard time has over me, the more that I say, I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to be there for you no matter what that that's unconditional love. Mm. Oh God. It's so much easier said than done though, right? To have unconditional yeah. love for it yourself. Is. Like if it was easy, everybody my God, would have it. you know, like, that's exactly right. right. Exactly. Exactly. It's a pursuit. Um, but like if we're, if we're, <laughs> if we're applying that to modern dating, it's like, okay, if I'm being honest and like to be completely candid with you yeah. both, my personal experience, which I would never be at anything but candid mm -hmm. with you both for the record. Um, my personal experience has been like, okay, you can show up having done the work, having done um, all the things to better yourself and to be the best person you can be one for yourself, but two, like to be the best person that you feel that you can be for someone else. You know, it's like, okay, and they don't maybe reciprocate that, or they are maybe coming from a place of like um, brokenness or, you know, coming from a place where there there's a need for mm. healing, you know, what have you. And, you know, going back to kind of, you know, the conversation around how dating has evolved over the years, like, yes, we can talk about these like wild, like 1950s times mm. of like, oh my gosh, like, 
oh my god, the heteronormative like guy picks the up wild 1950s. girl from I just need to acknowledge the wild nineteen fifties. Uh, um, and like you know, the guy picks up the girl from the house and the card they borrowed. The guy borrowed from his parents, and like the girl's dad, like you know, holds his shotgun as he's like, you know, talking with the guy mm-hmm. about to let his daughter go out with him, whatever the, whatever the fuck it is. Like, it's such, it's so convoluted and it's mm. such bullshit, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Like it's evolved into good, bad, ugly. And I feel like there's so much to be said about the access that we have mm-hmm. to people, um, like on dating apps, for example. Right. But then also like, I think, dare I say, there's good to shed some light on. And that would be like the inclusion of communities that for so long Mm -hmm. lived on like the fringes of society, right? Like the LBGTQ plus community, it's like, like there's a fucking, like Grindr is an app that's fucking amazing. Yeah, like, but I feel like Mm -hmm. we have yet to find ourselves in a place as a society where we found this like, um, mm-hmm. this middle ground in the goodness and obviously the bad that we mm-hmm. just talked about, like the instant gratification, the access that, you know, humans have to other people that they frankly yeah. shouldn't. Like we weren't, we weren't made to have this vast mm-hmm. access to strangers mm-hmm. the way that we do through dating apps. It's like right, right. yellow pages No, and that's such a, like, that is so insightful. So I really, really love that. <clears throat> that that thought process. And I will say, like, I mean, of course, we've all known people that have been successful on dating apps. Um, as a as um and I'll say that I have too. I, I had a very brief stint on dating apps and I just I don't think they're for me. I could change my mind later. Um <clears throat> so I have nothing like against dating apps. I think at the time that I was using them, it helped me. That was when I was reopening my field to say, like, okay, had a lot of time to reflect on myself, do my work, things like that. Let me just put the energy out there. And if I really do, like, as even going into it, I was like, I don't think dating apps are my thing, but I was like, if I, if they're really not, I can try them and then say like, okay, they're not actually my thing. So I think it's kind of cool in a lot of ways to not only, like you said, like, in, you know, like create more inclusion, create more like, um, as well as like for some people to just be like, okay, I just want to like see what's out there. Um, experiment, things like that. Um, and they are tools. So what it comes down to is how the people are using the tools. You know, like, it's like, like, this is so, I really hate to say this, like, um, because, but this is the image that keeps coming into my head and I can't not like say it. But like, I keep thinking of like, when you think of tools, like, you know, a hammer can be used to build a house or you can whack someone in the head with it. Like it can be, constructive or destructive <laughs> so, so true but also the most extreme I know, example I was like why I am I literally it. thinking I of like it. bashing someone with the, over the head with a hammer um but like I feel like also using a hammer to build a house like See, SOS. I know courtship um but like <laughs> you know it's like about it's about how the people use it so it's interesting because we can have success on dating apps. It comes down to how we're using it. And I will say that one of my most important relationships, um, as far as like when I re-entered the dating scene, what was cool is like the dating app 
opened my world back to dating. I met this guy who, oh, it was a dumpster fire of a relationship, but it was the first time it was dumpster fire because it was the first time that I was approaching a relationship consciously and life was serving me something that I had seen many times before. And I was like, oh, hell no. But I still fucked around with it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and it was good for me. It was one of the most evolutionary things for me. So dating apps were a great tool for me at the time. Then I finally, I like got exhausted and I deleted them. I kid you not. I think because my energy was opened to that and open to dating. And I was, I, I sent messages continuously, um, to the universe on being really clear with people and communicating. Like, I remember I even canceled the date, like 20 minutes before I went on it because I was like, the vibes were, were off. It was a second date with this guy. And I kept being like, Oh, I'm going to power through. I'm going to power through. And I was like, no, I was like, you're literally wasting his time and your time. And I canceled 20 minutes before. And so it was like, got really good at like just being honest and whatever. Anyway, deleted the dating apps. And I would literally like walk to the park and come home with like a date. I would go like, I was like, it was like I was on fire (laughs) and it was just because the energy was open. Is that a flex Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a flex. (laughs) No, literally I've told Alexia, I'm like, okay, I have a few friends who um, I just can't go out with because if I'm like, okay, I'm like, how do I say this? Like innocently. I don't think anything I say at this point can be innocent. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I can't, I can't go out with this friend. Like they, they're, they're beautiful. They are driven. They're X, Y, Z, like whatever. Um, and men flock to them, whether it's the right man, that's a different conversation. But I think I came to realize like, oh shit, like they are just healthy. (laughs) Can you imagine? Anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I hear it. I've seen it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, but it was, it was an energy, you know, because genuinely, and I, it's, it's very, interesting to say that even at that time that I unlocked this energy, I was not feeling as confident about, um, the way that I looked and stuff. So it was interesting because my body looked different than like, I wasn't super confident with my body. I was becoming more connected again. So I was kind of like reigniting the energy things like things were not like a hundy. Like I was not like the way that I walk now is a little bit different than I was walking at that time. Yet the energy was like, Hey, bring it on world. I'm ready. I'm ready to, because there's one thing about like, you can build your patience in a cave, but your patience is tested when you're out in the world. So it's kind of like building your relationship with yourself starts in your time with yourself and it's strengthened when you're relating to someone else, you know? And that's why relationships are so important. Um, because that's what keeps like your relationship with yourself inside a closed room is amazing. And it can be, it can be amazing. And I feel like I was definitely (laughs) at that point where I was like, I love myself. I'm ready for a relationship. The very last relationship that I just had, um, was like when I was ready. And when I say that relationship fucked me up in a lot of ways, it fucked me open in a sense. It like broke my heart open, Mm. shedding a layer of skin, like, you know, in a way that like it brought out the newest, best version of me thus far. Was it extremely painful? Yes. Was I ready for it? Yes. Cause I had been practicing champions are made in the off season. You know what I mean? So we are, this is the off season. Love a sports reference. You know, that's about the only thing that I know about sports. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
It's okay. The only sport we care about is basketball. Anyway. <laughs> you know, so we've been in the offseason. So what is the, you know, we, we play the game when we're out in relationships. So, so bringing it back, dating apps are a great tool for us to use. And as long as we are using them consciously, they can be really helpful to us. Now, whether that's like, I mean, talk about like the construct of marriage and stuff. I mean, even going back to courtship, like courtship, even before like the fifties was like marriages were like social ways to climb social ladders, you know? So even before that, like courtship wasn't even romantic at the time, you know? And um, so anyway, as we evolve, it's like all about how we actually approach it, you know? So even if the dating apps are going to serve us with like motherfuckers, <laughs> we are, we are, which they, yes, will. they will, they absolutely will. And they will, and they will so that we can get better. You know, like no one, no one's muscles got stronger by like laying in their bed. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be yeah. like, we're going on like emotional and soul workouts when we are dating people, mm. you know, but when we're mm. waiting for like the other person to be good and perfect, it's like, if the other people keep being like motherfuckers and you keep being like, why do they all suck? It's like, where are you ignoring yourself? You know, it doesn't mean that they won't suck and it doesn't mean they won't hurt you. But uh, yeah, if you keep seeing shit go down in your dating life and you keep being like, this fucking sucks. It's like, well, where aren't you loving yourself? Literally, I'm hearing this and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to exit stage left. <laughs> I know. Right like, now. McKinley, uh, how do you feel about this? <laughs> okay, Kelly, how do you feel? I feel Damn great. It. I'm over here hermiting away. Loving <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm over here entertaining things that I shouldn't. Anyway, so, okay, all of that being oh. said, I think it's so funny. I had this thought. I was like, if we were to apply. <laughs> the phrase like red flags or the concept of red flags as we know Mm. it now, but to the days of courtships and dowries and arranged marriages within um, the Western world. Cause obviously there's still arranged marriages happening in different parts of the world, which I'm sunny. Let me tell you, I would love an arranged marriage. Mm. Okay. As long as he wasn't X, Y, and Z, like, my aunt, my aunt was in an arranged marriage or is in an arranged marriage. Is she still mm-hmm. married? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Perfect. Well, See, there's this. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, she won in some ways, lost in others. It was semi-arranged. You know it was what? semi-arranged. She fair. got to have like consent, but I think she was, she was ready to <laughs> get out of the house. But you know, she went into that marriage running away from her father. So not to expose my aunt. I'm mm. sorry. I won't say who it is. But my family will know. Um, but like she, she was, <laughs> but they all know. So anyway, she went into that marriage to run away from her father. So she made that decision and she was served with a lot of pain in that marriage. Um, did she choose to address it consciously? No. She chose to play the victim and that was her pain that she chose, you know? So there it is. Hmm. So if we're taking into account like red flags as we know them now, like, I mean, we all have our own red flags, but also, like, I think there are some common ones. Like, if we were to <laughs> apply that to the days of courtship and arranged marriage and dowries and all of that, like, I just feel like it could be hilarious. But also, like, what would you consider just general red flags that anybody, regardless of 
sexual orientation, any sort of preference, regardless mm-hmm. of age, um, any other demographic, like what would you consider to be a red flag? Or maybe even you could just talk like, mm-hmm. you know, a month for us, you know, obviously we're of a very specific mm-hmm. demographic. Like what right. would you consider that? Well, the main things, it's so funny because I, there are various ways for the red flags to be expressed. I really think, I know, that I really, it it comes down to two main things for me. Um, how do they care for themselves? Like, I asked that question, and what a red flag can be is, do they, are they not caring for themselves? Are they not, you know, sleeping? Are they not exercising? Are they not, like, you know? Like physically caring for themselves. Yes. You know, that's a, that is a huge (laughs) and very easy way to see like how someone cares for themselves physically will reveal how they care for themselves inside often. Maybe not always. And maybe that could express in ways like how, how do they care for other people? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If if they're constantly putting others before themselves as well, it's it's kind of that fine line of, are they always putting themselves before others? And then are they always putting others before themselves? And both of those can be unhealthy. Um, But it's like, how are they caring for themselves? If they're not, okay. Okay. Red flag. It is their choice. But that kind of also says, like, how much do they numb themselves? How much do they, like, take time to be unplugged? How much time do they take away from work? I feel like these types of things, depending on how you feel about these things, um, it's kind of how is someone taking care of themselves. If they're not, I would say that's that's a red flag to pay attention to. Um, and then really the only thing is, like, how willing are they to sit with you and go – like? At the end of the day, the, the two things that come that the relationship comes down to is how are you both caring for yourselves and how present are you guys in the relationship and how willing are you to address difficult things? Because the strength of a relationship, again, the champions are built in the off season. It's easy to love each other when it's easy, when you're off of work, when you're whatever. Wait, but, can I just say built in the off season and perfected um, during preseason? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And so it's like, how are you guys going to endure the struggles? Your relationship is only as strong as it is when you're addressing difficult things, um, hard issues. How honest are they? Like, um, yes. And if they don't treat, if they don't treat others, like I said, like, I think like a big one is like, how do you treat like staff when you are at a restaurant or things like that? So it's kind of like just very much along those lines of how willing are they to deal with issues? Um, and how present are they and how like committed are they to really, really relating right. with you, not just using you to fill a role of what they want in their life and their relationships and how much are you using them just to like the idea, like that kind of a thing. Um, how willing are they to really relate and how are they caring for themselves? And the rest are just uh, personalized icks. I <laughs> Don't even get us started on icks because... You like the thing about it is like we could talk about them all day. Cal, like, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought of more since we last talked about them. <laughs> oh my god, wait, me too, me too, me too. Wait, but you go first. You go first. Okay, Cal, what okay. Are your, what mine are your and or red flags. Okay, an ick that I thought of after we talked. Um, ironically, <laughs> I had talked about like fingernails and toenails, 
I went out with a guy. No, wait, 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 wait. Specify dirty fingernails. Yes. Or like just unkept. The nails to be intact. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I went out with a guy. We're not trying to date like a man. (laughs) Okay. So I went out with a guy who, if his nails were like grown out really long, because he like used them instead of a pick. And the rest of his nails were like fine, but it creeped me out. Like I couldn't get past it. Can I share something with you that may be my own personal opinion and insight, but like I feel the need to expose everyone else to it. So having been married to a musician who primarily played the guitar, um, I feel like those nails may or may not have been used for other libations. Uh, I see. Yes. Mm. That does make sense. (laughs) I will say, I will say when a guitar player from personal experience, when a guitar player practices his handiwork beyond the guitar. <laughs> right? Well, I dated another guy that plays the guitar and told him about fingernail dude. And he was like, that's that's ridiculous. That guy doesn't need his nails. Just use a pick. And I was like, he was like, use your hands or use your, your, mm. your just like your hands like a real man or whatever. I'm like, what is happening with the picks and the nails? <laughs> Right. Like, why did he make it into some sort of, like, toxic (laughs) masculinity situation? I don't know. That's on him. But can I just say, Mm. yes, I stick to what I just said. You do not need long nails to play the guitar. Also, use the tips of your fucking fingers. Okay? That's why guitar players, like, develop calluses. Yeah. Like, that's what the guy said. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The libations. (laughs) The libations. I have a million questions, but I will refrain. Okay. What other icks? Oh, that was the only one I thought of. I really don't have that many. Just like, just like clean your nails, please. That's all. That's all I'm asking You're for. like, just bathe. <laughs> please just bathe. It's really not too much to ask. Um, really? Okay. I, <laughs> I didn't think of another one. I, another one resurfaced, if mm. you will. Um, and this is going to probably offend a lot of men. Flip-flops. With mm, okay, I see your toes. but what if their toenails are like? What if they have a pedicure? Then wear the flip flops. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. if their <laughs> toes are as perfectly painted as mine are as we speak. I don't give a single flying mm. flippity fuck. You just don't okay? want to see them. What I want is a close-up shoe. And you know, I've told friends this, and they're like, "Well, what if they're at the beach?" And it's like, "Okay, aunt. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm sure there's other. It's 2023. Wait, what? Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're not allowing men to wear sandals at the beach. They can figure it out. Not flip-flops. What, are they supposed to wear Nikes? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I haven't figured it out. <laughs> I, I admit that there I are like, holes. I want them to wear, like... No, I admit there are holes in my plan right now, okay? I haven't yes, figured like, out an alternative. have an easy slip on. Like a slide. <laughs> you have to let them be free. I think that they're yeah, perfectly like, easy to wear slip-on stilettos. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't have another solution, but I just okay. okay. Wait, Alexia, okay. do you have icks? Do mm, you get icks? Not really. No. I mean, there are specific ones. When a man calls me baby way too soon, I can't. Oh. Well, guys.
guys. Thanks for listening. That was our show. Please follow, like, and subscribe um, and be on the lookout on social media for announcements around upcoming shows and giveaways. We are so, so excited that you were able to join us. See you next time.